Hey everyone, hope you're having a good day so far. Handsome, charming, and charismatic, Skir Khan was exceptionally skilled in the use of mind tricks, battle meditation, and military tactics during the last years of the Republic's Dark Age. This was a term given the last century of the New Sith Wars when the Republic could no longer maintain communication with any of its settlements outside the core, and basically ceased to exist. Born into this turbulent time on Coruscant, Khan was taken in by the Jedi Order where he soon rose to the rank of Jedi Knight, and his keen mind and sophisticated knowledge of economic policy and fleet command proved a valuable asset for the Order. Though he did begin to become critical of the Jedi, blaming them and the Republic, which what was left of it, for the anarchy that had spread throughout the galaxy for all these centuries of war with the Sith. Despite his radical views, the High Council hoped to use Khan's mastery of battle meditation, which was a force ability that boosts the morale, stamina, and overall battle powers of the user's allies, while also you know, simultaneously reducing the enemy's combat effectiveness and eroding their will to fight. They were hoping to use this to put an end to the centuries-long war with the reformed Sith Empire. So. They promoted him to Jedi Master in an attempt to moderate his behavior and objections. But their efforts did not appease Khan, who saw the Jedi Council as more and more tyrannical. So he left Coruscant and took a group of fellow Jedi Knights who shared his views with him and formed the Brotherhood of Darkness, declaring himself Dark Lord of the Sith. So I don't know if you guys can see, but there seems to be a running theme that Jedi just become fed up with the Jedi Order and the Jedi Council, and they go and start their own thing, which basically turns them into a Dark Lord of the Sith. Now, he was known as the Dark One by his followers. Khan's ascension to Dark Lord came during a time where the Sith Empire, instead of focusing their combined might on crushing the ailing Republic, had become fractured between dozens of Sith Lords all waging war against each other for the right to claim the title Dark Lord for themselves. So Khan realized he had to unite the splintered Sith under his rule, or the unending infighting for more power and supremacy would lead to their destruction for good. He eliminated any who refused to join him, and once he was able to recruit two powerful Sith warlords, more followers soon joined up with Khan's brotherhood. Completely blind to the threat that Khan was becoming as he amassed more power, the Jedi High Council actually sent their congratulations to him for the killing of several key Sith warlords who had stood in his way as he was reorganizing the Sith into his brotherhood. Only the Jedi Lord Hoth, yeah, there was a brief period where a select few very powerful Jedi held the title of Lord, understood what Khan had become, and so he too left Coruscant to gather forces of his own to fight the menace Khan had become. Khan's philosophy was unique among the Sith. He had seen how the Dark Side users would eventually challenge each other for the self-proclaimed title Dark Lord. This caused an endless cycle of destruction that threatened undoing the ongoing war effort. So, in an attempt to try to break that pattern, Khan declared that all are equal in the Brotherhood of Darkness. Khan ruled with the idea of cooperation and equality among the Sith Lords and therefore named all of the members of the Brotherhood. Dark Lord of the Sith. Though, to prevent the past from repeating itself, Khan forbade any of his Sith Lords from taking the title Darth, because that particular honorary, in Khan's view, 
had always been responsible for all the infighting and jealous destruction within their ranks. And thus, there were no Darths in the Brotherhood. Well, except for one. But he showed up towards the end of the war. In fact, he was responsible for ending it, actually. So his name, which a lot of you might know, was Darth Bane. But that comes a little bit later in today's video. Under Khan's banner, the Brotherhood of Darkness struck back at the Republic and Jedi. However, Lord Hoth gathered the Jedi Grand Council, not to be confused with the High Council, as it was not an official governing body, but instead existed outside the jurisdiction of the Jedi. Composed of a collection of those group of Jedi who had taken up the title of Lord, the Grand Council made decisions on their behalf and helped safeguard the territories under the Jedi Lord's protection. With the Jedi Grand Council, Hoth was able to form the Army of Light, a military force made up of those Jedi Knights, Jedi Lords, and loyal Republic troops tired of the government's ineffectual leadership. Once established, Hoth led his new army against Khan in a decade-long bloody and destructive war that saw massive casualties on both sides. At the start of the war, Khan's brilliant strategies provided the Sith with victory after victory. He even took back the old homeworld of the Sith, Korriban, and reopened a Sith academy for his instructors to train new Sith recruits. However, Khan's charisma and ability to control weak-willed beings, along with his military tactics, kept the Brotherhood strong. His hold on his authority was fragile, but the Sith remained united, as long as Khan kept providing the victories. After successfully conquering planet after planet, including Kashyyyk, Khan put his sights next on the planet Wusan, a world near Kashyyyk mostly insignificant. However, Lord Hoth's Army of Light had arrived on Wusan to confront and wipe out the Brotherhood for good. Though outnumbered in sheer manpower by the Army of the Light, Khan was still certain of victory regardless. For the Jedi had spread themselves thin in their attempts at protecting the native population of Rusan. Plus, the defection of a Jedi named Githany, who would almost become the first Sith apprentice in Bane's Rule of Two, provided the Sith with vital intel on Hoth's battle plans and strategies. So, with those elements in his favor and confident of victory, Khan sent for reinforcements, regardless of the high numbers of casualties the Brotherhood was suffering. But despite Khan's own certainties, the tide of the war was steadily turning in the Republic's favor. They had recently reclaimed territory previously under the Brotherhood's control, including a group of mining systems in the Inner Rim. So, though most of his followers remained loyal, a few of the more prominent Dark Lords, most notably Bane, who at this stage of the war had joined the Sith within the Brotherhood, were starting to express doubts with Khan's leadership. Darth Bane, in particular, was disgusted with how Khan was going about handling the war. He thought the leader of the Brotherhood was not using the dark side of the Force how he should be using it, because Khan was too busy thinking too much like a, and I quote, dirt general and not a Sith Lord. Of course, Khan had a different point of view on the matter. He saw Bane as a threat to his leadership. Not only was his Darth title in direct violation of his orders, but Bane was ready to challenge him. So, Khan decided that Bane needed to be eliminated, and first sent the Sith Academy's top swordmaster and one of Bane's former masters to deal with the defiant Sith Lord. When Bane survived that confrontation, Khan sent the turncoat former Jedi Githany, who had a romantic relationship with Bane, to poison him. But he survived the second attempt too. But then to Khan's surprise, Bane sent the Dark One a peace offering of sorts. An ancient scroll inscribed with a forgotten Sith ritual called the Thought Bomb. 
The ritual was performed through sheer focused willpower that upon release would detonate and unleash a full volley of the dark side of the force, obliterating any force-sensitive being caught within its radius, ripping out their fragmented souls into a vortex of eternal torment that transformed into a shimmering silver orb. Yeah, this is some super intense and weird Sith weapon. Khan accepted Bane's gift, and he, as well as the other members of the Brotherhood, meditated and focused their dark energy, and as one, with their combined power, attacked the Jedi and their army of light through the Force, which proved to be a devastating blow to Lord Hoth's forces, leaving victory within the Sith's grasp. Sensing Jedi defeat was imminent, and feeling impatient and overconfident, the other Sith Lords broke the meditation circle and took the fight to the field to finish off the survivors. However, the Jedi were not as weak as the Sith had hoped, in part due to Darth Bane's machinations. He had signaled the Sith Armada in orbit of Rusan to break formation and attack the opposing Republic fleet. This would keep the Sith fleet busy, allowing the Jedi to send in for reinforcements and stage a counterattack against Khan. Most of the Sith Masters died in the ensuing battle until Khan took his remaining forces into a deep cave and waited for the Jedi to begin their final strike. It was here, with no more options left, he decided to use the Thought Bomb. He believed it would destroy the Jedi, but that he and his Sith Lords would be strong enough to survive it. When Lord Hoth and his Army of Light finally did arrive to engage the Brotherhood, Khan detonated the Thought Bomb, which resulted in not just the annihilation of Lord Hoth's forces, but Khan himself, the Brotherhood, and any Force sensitive within the radius of the blast. This devastation marked the end of the new Sith Wars, and the Sith, as an organization, were presumed extinct by the Jedi and the galaxy at large. But Darth Bane and his new apprentice, Darth Xana, were far enough away from the Thought Bomb detonated and survived to secretly form the new Sith Order, which would follow the Rule of Two. Though all the Jedi and Sith alike who had been in the radius of the blast now had their essence trapped within the Thought Bomb vortex for all of time, Somehow Khan's consciousness was able to escape and communicate with Bane and guide his former rival to a Sith holocron that had once belonged to Frieden Nod. Nod's holocron contained knowledge that would help Bane restore the Sith Order, but it was also a trick to expose the now only Dark Lord in existence to parasitic creatures known as Orbalisks. These parasitic creatures would attach themselves to the skin of their hosts, causing the wearer great pain as they fed and multiplied, growing all over the body until they eventually enveloped and suffocated their victim. Their hard shells did provide protection, however. In fact, Orbalisk armor's durability was so tough that even lightsabers had a hard time from penetrating them. If they were removed or killed, the Orbalisks would release a highly potent and lethal toxin into the host's body. Either way, whether they remained and grew on the host or were removed, the result was always death. Though Bane was able to prevent the Orbalisks from covering his face, hands, and feet, he was now covered in them and used their hard shells as a living armor. A millennium later, the Sith Lord, who would be the last of Bane's rule of two, Darth Vader, used one of Khan's indestructible Sith amulets in the construction of one of his gloves. Though charming, handsome, charismatic, and a brilliant strategist and a master of mind tricks, Khan though intelligent, was himself weak-willed and used the rule by the strong that the Brotherhood of Darkness preached as a cover for his own weakness. A weakness that would ultimately result in the defeats that he suffered in the last days of the war, 
driving him insane enough to use the thought bomb which caused his own death and ended the Sith Order that he commanded for good. I hope you guys enjoyed this Legends video. Let me know what you want me to cover next. Please leave a like on it if you did enjoy it. And let me know what you think of Vader using one of Khan's indestructible Sith amulets in the construction of one of his gloves. Have an awesome rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always. Now, fulfill your destiny.